Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. We're doing a series on spiritual intelligence. And uh, last week we talked about the three heavens and living from heaven to earth instead of earth to heaven. And uh, God stirred my heart this week to pick that thought up again. Because when we live from heaven to earth... We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We start to see and feel and live with a hope and a faith that we don't have naturally. And God spoke to my heart and said, I want you to preach on hope. Because the person with the greatest hope has the greatest influence. And let me tell you, our world needs hope right now more than ever. I struggle to turn on the news sometimes now because there's just so much sad, terrible news. I sometimes just look at the headlines so I can pray effectively, but we need hope. And Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen wow i'll read that again it says now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for it is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen to have spiritual intelligence we see as god sees we respond to life by hope and faith the amplified says now faith is the assurance the title deed the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Wow. So we live out of our spirit. We don't just live by feelings and circumstances and natural perspective. We don't ignore those things. They are important signals of what's actually happening. But we then move into the realm of spiritual intelligence where we see and feel and respond to the Word of God. Hope is clearly the seedbed of faith, which means you can't have faith without hope. And what's the devil trying to do? He's trying to steal hope from the world. He's trying to steal hope from families and generations and health and mental health and finances and the future. And even the, the hope we have of traveling interstate or overseas to visit family or friends, he's trying to steal the hope of that, that it'll, it'll, it'll ever happen or it's going to take a long time. We need to re- release hope into our world. We need to speak hope. Not ignore realities, but bring hope into it. Hope feels, faith sees, and love never fails. If that's all you remember from my sermon today, I'll say it again. Hope feels, it feels that something's shifting. It feels that, hey, God's a good God. We sing a song like that, and it starts to stir hope in our hearts. So hope feels, faith sees, sees with the eye of faith what's going to happen. And love never fails. Let's say that together. Hope feels. Faith sees. And love never fails. Let's say it again. Hope feels. Faith sees. And love never fails. We need to get those truths in our lives today. All of the laws of the Spirit rest on faith. You cannot have faith without first experiencing hope. 
Hope feels, it doesn't see. It's the earnest expectation that something good is going to happen. That's why I love that song today. Hope does not always know what's going to happen. It just knows something will. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I just, this is going to be an awesome day. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just know. Sometimes I come to church and I just know that God's doing stuff. I don't know what yet, but by the Spirit, He will then start to show me and it will unfold. And God's Spirit draws hungry hearts. And uh, I led a gentleman to the Lord this week who just wanted to get baptized. For three months, he just got, kept getting stirred, I want to get baptized in water. Little or no church background, no Christian sharing with him, but he's been sitting in his home in Harvey Bay because you've been praying and God's been drawing him. And the Spirit of God is touching hearts, trying to bring hope into our broken world. Love, reaching out beyond what we now see. Once hope creates expectation, faith begins to look for the thing hope is feeling. Hope is like the great aroma coming from the kitchen. Faith is seeing the steak meal cooking. There's something nice, there's something good happening in this kitchen. Like Pete and his buffet story. You can smell it, you, you feel something good's happening. And then by faith, you start to see more clearly what's actually going to break loose. And so the devil will try and steal your faith, uh, your hope. Because if he can take your hope, then your faith's got nothing to f- stand on. That's why depression and mental illness and disappointment will steal your hope and then you find it hard to trust God for a breakthrough. Some people say, be careful not to get their hopes up to create false hope. Don't get your hopes up is the motto of unbelievers and unbelieving Christians. The motto of believing Christians is get your hopes up, something good's about to happen. And someone say, well, you can't give people false hope. I I see lots of stories of someone who's suffering an incurable disease and someone will say there's a a new experimental uh, process in some country overseas and they will sell everything they got, they'll they'll do a GoFundMe page to get there with some, all they want is some hope. Whether it works or not, there's hope. The world gives hope. It's not false hope, but Jesus gives reality of hope for breakthroughs in our lives. The person with the most hope has the most influence. Be carriers of hope. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And this leads me to one of my favourite verses in the Bible, along with hundreds of others, but this one regularly tops the list. Romans 15.13. The Amplified Bible version says, May the God of hope. Hope's his characteristic, his nature. So whenever you get close to God, guess what? Hope's going to start to stir in your life, no matter what you're facing. Hope will stir. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit... You will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. Wow. The devil will try and rob and steal from you the prophecies and the promises that God's given you. But the God of hope will keep stirring. Come on, don't give up believing. Come on, let's believe bigger. How big's your God? Let's believe. The uh, Passion Version says, Now may God, the fountain of hope, 
fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. Wow, someone who radiates means it's just coming out of them. Remember the old radiators, the old heaters? If you got close enough, the heat just started to get you. We should be walking around radiating hope just by our lives, our words, our attitudes. You say there's so many things that are trying to rob it. Yes, but there's a greater God and fountain within us that's going to push back and overflow all that negativity and fear and shame and guilt and disappointment. We should radiate hope. Wow. Be a hope radiator. Just let it flow. Wherever you go, it will just pour out of you. You say, well, I'm not that sort of positive, optimistic type person. It's not about personality. It's about the God that you know and what fills your soul. It's what his promises are. You say, well, I've had some disappointments and it hasn't worked out. Hey, life has its challenges, but let me tell you, Jesus overcomes the world. And hope, if you don't have hope, then faith's not there to see things turn around. <coughs> Romans 15, 4 says, Whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us how to live. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. Wow. God says we can, we can live in my how? By the word of God that's inspired. That's why someone said to me one day, why do you put so many, so many scriptures in your sermon? I said, because that's what brings hope and that's what changes our lives. Stories will move our emotions, but the Word of God will transform our thinking and our souls. You need both. You need to connect and then have power to move forward. <coughs> and so it says the Scriptures, the Word of God, will transform us. Bible hope is from the word El Piso. For all those who know their uh, Greek and Hebrew, which means a confident expectation. It is much more than wishful thinking. People say, I hope it's fine tomorrow because we're having a picnic. That's wishful thinking. But when you have Bible hope leads to faith, means that things get changed. And most people use the word hope with wishful thinking. And someone wants it to rain because they planted a crop. How does God sort those prayers out? Fine, rain, yeah, there's more people wanting it fine, so we'll give them fine today. I don't know. I'm not sure how God works that one out. I don't think the weathermen either, hey? Someone said to me ages ago, he said, the weathermen are the only ones who get it wrong 50% of the time but still keep their jobs. <laughs> if you work in the Borough of Meteorology, sorry, but that's... <laughs> Romans 5.2 says, Our faith guarantees us permanent access into the marvellous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. I love this. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. Wow. 
It's a circle of hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Wow, wow, that is just so, so beautiful. Verse 5, this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I love these, these promises, these truths. And we need to choose to partner with them. And if you partner with these, it removes space for the negatives of discouragement and fear and pain and anxiety. They can't rule us if we're filled up with this other stuff. And it's a battle that we choose every moment of the day, which way are we going to lean? And what are we going to partner with in our thinking and our responses? And the Word of God is there to help us by the Holy Spirit. It's an interesting proverb, says in Proverbs 13, 12, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick and that can just happen it's i was reading a commentary on this it says it's not just when what we hoped for is delayed our heart gets sick and depressed when all hope is deferred so we get disappointed when a hope we have just doesn't happen you hope that relationship's going to turn out good but uh-huh, it doesn't so you get disappointed But your heart will get really sick when a few disappointments build up where you start to lose hope in anything in life. That's when your heart gets really sick. So it's disappointed when it doesn't work out, but you get really sick in your soul. And uh, God says, hey, I'm here to bring about hope for your life. We stop hoping for other things and breakthroughs. Passion Version says, when hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Oh, isn't it so good when you've been praying for something and it finally happens? Or it happens quicker than you expected? Or you've been believing for weeks, months or years even decades, and it finally happens, there's so much joy and thanksgiving. I want to encourage you, don't give up hoping for things to improve. We pray out of desperate need for our nation. We come with cries of desperation, but then we start to declare with words of hope and faith what's going to happen in our nation. And I believe we're going to see a significant shaking and transformation across our land the enemy is pushing every button he can to discourage and to control and to slow down because he knows what happens when the church arises in grace and power he knows what the holy spirit can do through a few people that declare and start to live with his grace and power he knows what 12 people with jesus turned the world upside down and so we've got to not be intimidated or pull back But keep stepping in and saying, God, fill me with hope today. Let faith arise because by your spirit, we will see this transform. You can lose hope. I've seen people that have had great hope and they lose it. How? Disappointment is one 
that will rob you. And we saw that in, in Romans 13, 12. Disappointment, depression. When you get depressed, you can't see any hope or for things to improve. And that's why it's just a terrible thing when we get really depressed. It drains us. But God's there to help us come into a place of freedom. Um, fear. Fear can just rob you from seeing breakthroughs because you just believe the worst all the time. And we've got to see God's grace come. What else can rob? Crisis or trauma can rob you of hope because it just so drains you and consumes your attention. Grief can just drain your soul. But walk through the journey of grief and hope is on the other side. Long-term pain. Long-term pain can just drain you. And uh, I've lived a fairly healthy life, but I have broken a few bones over the years and broken ribs and you can't find any place to sit or uh, sleep. Or, and uh, I didn't have any broken bones until I was about 50 and now I've lost count how many have happened in the last 13 years. And uh, oh yeah, I did break two ribs when I was about late 30s, I did, that was my first two. And uh, then I had four when I got hit by a car riding a bike and th smashed my shoulder blade in three places and a few other things have happened along the journey of life. But pain, I don't like pain, no one does. But I've learnt, don't be consumed by it. Respond to God, keep believing and you will come through. And some people have long-term pain, it can just rob your hope for the future. What about a broken heart? A broken heart can just drain your hope. And a broken heart can be over a relationship that falls apart. It can be over losing someone or something. And medically, there's actually a condition now called broken heart syndrome that can actually physically, seriously cause people to get ill on other areas. It's a medical condition. And uh, it's, it, we, we need to pray because the good news, Jesus said, I'll come to heal the brokenhearted. He knows how devastating it can be when your heart gets broken, when marriage falls apart or relationships don't work. God comes to heal. Other people's words can steal your hope, can't they? Well, we're going to do this. And they say, oh, you couldn't do that. And if you let that arrow get in your soul, you start to lose hope. Oh, I'd love to do this. You don't have the money for that. How are you going to get there? Hope and faith, you can't let other people's words rob it. Listen for their wisdom, because sometimes they might be used of God to help you find a better way to get it done. Proverbs 15, 4 says, When you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life. But unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. Wow, negative words can crush people's hopes. God, help me not to be a hope crusher. Help me to be a hope radiator. That's my prayer. Help me to radiate hope and not be a hope crusher. You say, well, I'm just telling them the facts. Speak the truth in love, and even if there's bad news, you can still do it and bring hope because God's greater. Hey, this is going to be a challenge, but got, with God, we're going to find a way to walk through. So watch what words come in here. How do we regain or renew your hope? We've just read the Holy Spirit will bring that in your heart. You hang out with the Holy Spirit. He's our helper and counselor. He's going to stir hope. The promises from God's word, prophecies, they will stir hope. I can be discouraged and start reading the word of God. And by the time I've got through a chapter or two, I'm ready to take on the world again. Because the word of God's powerful. Encouragement. 
Loyal friends can bring hope. They believe in you. Parents believe in your kids. Prayer and praise, remembering God's goodness and previous breakthroughs. There's so many ways to stir up hope. Maybe you need to grab a hold of one of them today. Proverbs 23, 18, Mary Lynn shared this one. Your future is bright and filled with a living hope that will never fade away. The NIV says there's surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. Wow, this is the promises of God. Psalm 42, this verse is repeated three times in Psalm 42 and 43. Whenever a verse is repeated exactly word for word for three times, you've got to take note because God's really trying to get our attention. It says, just got to find it here. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Psalmist was going through a terrible, terrible time. And three times he said, soul, wake up, get stirred up, don't stay downcast for too long because you're a pain to be around, you're negative, you're always grumbling and complaining and negative. Sometimes you've got to speak to your own soul, get up, remember the word of God. Some had to speak to his own soul. Why are you so upset and downcast? Come on, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. Three times that verse is repeated. For some of us, we need to do that to our souls. Hebrews 10.23 says, So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Wow, wow. Wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us. Remember, he's the God of hope, lives in us by his spirit. Come on down, worship team. Colossians 1.27 says, Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. The mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope. Wow, that's a beautiful picture, isn't it? You ever got a, had a treasure chest? Little kids get a treasure chest of lollies and wrappers and little toys and who knows what else you find in the bottom of a kid's treasure chest. It says, The mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it. Jeremiah 29.11 Probably one of the best known Old Testament scriptures. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now that verse is not cancelled out because of COVID or because of terrorism or because of depression or strife or illness. That verse still is the truth. I know the plans I have for you. That's good news. God knows his plans for you. Plans to prosper or not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So today, I want to encourage you. Let's stir up the hope within us. Where it's been lost, say, God, by your grace, I'm going to be restored. And if you're full of hope, let's radiate it. Don't swamp people with 
positivity that doesn't connect with them. Connect with their hearts and their pain, but don't leave them there. Always sow a seed of hope and love and grace in their lives. Let's stand in His presence today. And as we do, I just want to read the last psalm. I love the psalms. Here's one for you to go home with. Psalm 27, 14. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for He will never disappoint you. Wow, wow, wow. Today, if you've been resting with hope or things have been drained or life's just been so busy you haven't been able to focus and reconnect, I want to encourage you. God's the God of hope to fill you to overflowing. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.